Hello, and welcome back to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. Hey. You guys, we're coming to you live tonight from Movie Jail, because that's the only place you can find tonight's cinematic train wreck. <laughs> movie Jail. It's a jail for movies. <laughs> With us, as always, is our producer slash trench coat wearing vigilante, Brennan. Hi, Brennan. Hello. I'm ready to play devil's advocate today. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Here Good we go. Luck. But, you guys, we also have a special guest. You might know him as the director of To Hell and Back, The Kane Hodder Story, which was released by Dread Central Presents and became a horror film festival sensation. He's also a producer of the forthcoming horror film There Inside. Please welcome Derek Dennis Herbert. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi, welcome. Derek. Hi. Um, so, you know, you've heard the show before, so you roughly know what (laughs) kind of trash talk happens on on, on our show. All right. So, um, you know, we, uh, let's, let's just delay until we have to, uh, actually introduce the movie we're discussing today. (laughs) I'm literally doing this because like Brennan actually has a soft spot for this movie. So I'm now I'm just like, I'm just going to go fucking all in. Yes. Um, all right. (laughs) Give me, give me, give me, give me. Tea time. What's everybody been watching? And uh, Derek, of course, we're going to invite you to participate. Please. Um, who wants to start us off? I de- I, I, I vote nay. <laughs> well, I got really, really, really high and watched The Butterfly Effect. Oh, <laughs> oh yes! I and love your old choices. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh. So deep. Oh my god, so I was deep. living for it. Uh, Ashton. <laughs> yes. The Ashton. The Kutch. Oh, yeah, the I was so <laughs> the Kutch. It was so good. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> what um can I can I so ask what sort of what what coalesced yeah, to how make this, this situation okay. happen? <laughs> well, um I mean not much <laughs> to be honest. Marijuana. It was like yeah. I mean that was gonna happen anyway. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I need a break from the film we're about to discuss. <laughs> like let me watch something I like. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean <laughs> using the butterfly effect as a palate cleanser Wait. screams, <laughs> so screams desperation. <laughs> Screams a level of desperation that I'm like, I want to hug you. If you weren't like across the table, I would. There's I would, so many questions I have, and I'm going to ask them. I would, I would be like, um, I would be like, come to mama. Like, just did you seek here. out the butterfly effect? No. Okay, so no. You were searching for anything. Yes. Found the butterfly yes. effect and said, "This is it." And I was like, you know what? I really liked that. How long did you search that. for a movie? Not even that long. Oh, I was hoping you'd say like an hour. The butterfly no. effect was the one that was like, this is it. No, I searched longer on Pornhub for the writing. <laughs> you know? I'm like page 58. You there. The I'm butterfly like, effect is five. on Pornhub? <laughs> no. Oh. It probably is. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's a lot of movies that are uploaded on Stifler? It's true. Is Stifler It's probably called something there. else. No. Though. He's not? <laughs> it's the but- anyway, Amy Smart is it's amazing. Right? It's so good. It's Amy so smart. Isn't Amy smart? Doesn't that? it? Isn't like in one timeline, she's like, I'm on drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and Ashton's like, oh my God, I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen. We have to save her. We have to save her. I don't know. That's not how he talks. I hate but. both of you. I can't stand either of you. This movie is trippy because I think, I don't know about anyone else, but I often think about decisions I've made in my life yeah, and sure. have wondered what would turn out differently. Of course. Right. We all do that. But it's, in the butterfly effect, it's just so striking sometimes to see the difference in her, which Amy Smart, in yeah. her lifetimes. Because one, 
you know, she kills herself when she's a drug addict. One is like, oh, my father didn't molest me. So like I'm a college student now. I don't know. There's just like Mm. when I think about the effects of poverty and abuse and trauma. Yeah, that you movie know, gets like, pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah, it actually really does. So fuck does. both of you. I feel really bad now. I feel really bad. I forgot about like, all that. Nay, like, Nay follow got, Nay's like, <laughs> Nay's like, Nay's like, actually, there's yeah. a lot going on in the They're really affected. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Just I'm put us in our place. <laughs> just be quiet. Just, just sit quietly. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> also, Thumper, the roommate, getting laid. Oh, like, fat right. person getting laid. I need to see like when I was young. I was like, oh, praise God. I, you're describing entire chunks of the movie that I have no <laughs> recollection of. So now clearly, I, now I'm like, fuck, do I need to revisit <laughs> the need butterfly to... effect? Yeah. I mean, it's also, is there a queer element? Okay. So I was going to say, maybe we could do it for the show. No, I, no, I won't make y'all do that. <laughs> that's, that I was that's my team. I did not expect it. I am so thrilled. <laughs> I want Nay to speak. I told Nay today that when I want an hour with Nay as like a God. special for the show, uh-huh. where it's just Nay talking for an hour and I'm her studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so you just hear my reactions, I nothing can't. else. <laughs> I would watch a sh- the shit out of a talk show with Nay. I kind I know. Yeah. I would too. Oh. Actually. Well, you After know. you shame my choices. Hell no. Actually, I would totally support you and I would listen. And what? <laughs> didn't you say something wrong? She's putting us in our I place. I know she really did. Didn't is. you say something about her doing a segment called Yay or Nay? <laughs> oh, no. It was it was going to be called Nay's Yay or Nay's. Yes. <laughs> that has <laughs> And to it happen. would be like Nay every week, sort of having her own segment where so she would be like, yes, to th- yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes to this. Noted this. We have to do okay, this. Okay. Well, if y'all listeners want that, I need you to hit me up on Twitter. Yes. Please do. Or Instagram. Yes. And let me know. Nays. Yay or nays. Nays. or nays. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to find Mark dead in the parking lot no. later. Pretty much. <laughs> later. <gasps> Why are you mad at me? I'm actually not. What did I do? That's the thing. I'm oh not. Oh, my God. That's when the show's at its finest. Oh. <sighs> Michael, so what have you watched? You, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched the butterfly effect. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, I watched a movie that I really, really genuinely disliked. And I think people are going to be upset with me. Mm-hmm. I don't think you will be. Cause I think you've seen it. What? Mary Poppins returns. <laughs> I hated that fucking. Movie. It sounds fucking awful. It is just so boring. What didn't you like about Michael? <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I really, yeah, it was rough. It was a rough movie. And it was a movie I really wanted to see over the holidays because it looked joyous and fun. And I've said many times in the past year that I look for that kind of entertainment right now. And uh, I just thought it was brave that Meryl dusted off her old Sophie's Choice accent. Actually, like she was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> and then, but my problem was, is that they brought her a bowl to fix and then they never went back for the bowl. Yeah. I mean, I there's like, just so much going on in that I movie. felt like M- M- Meryl, they were like, oh, Meryl's available. Uh, mm-hmm. the, she'll fix the bowl, you know, <laughs> and like whatever. And, and she sing had a song. Scene. Yeah, because yeah, Rob Marshall had worked with her on Into the Woods. Right. And I think he was like, hey, we can get, we get her, her back. We'll get her in here. Uh, she has about a day to prepare. So let's just pull out one of the old, uh, yeah. you know, trademark, you know. Carrot top wigs. Carrot top and, wigs and, and, a, <laughs> and an Eastern European accent yeah. that literally, and put her it would be like the choice that anyone room. would do. Yes, you're topsy-turvy. Yeah. Like you uh. do it one time and you, that was her that was whole performance good. was just the general Eastern European kind of Romanian Czech Republic kind of accent. Yeah. As opposed to, uh, mm. I wanted to love it 
uh, Same. I enjoyed the ride, but Some looking back, was I was like, it was sort of a rehashing of the original with no original. It felt like they took the original story and remade it, but didn't make it any better. Well, the Where, other thing like, I don't could have done get is you're going to put someone with the talent of Lin-Manuel Miranda and not just like his writing talent. And you're not going to have him write a song. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you have him write any of the music? I don't know. I'm just like the, the group I watched it with. We started to feel funny when Emily Blunt got in the bath with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> we were okay. like, we were like, mm. was Mary Poppins like in the original? I haven't seen it. And I wanted a to fascist? watch it. Was a, she a like, quasi a, fascist like figure? a cocky yeah. bitch? Like, she, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was? Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. No, she's yes. not. Yeah. She is not. Yeah. She ain't okay. taking no fucking shit from no. nobody. Okay, she's like, like, she's like, fuck you. I live like, in the sky. She's not really <laughs> yeah. nice. Like, no, I remember no. in the original, she says to the, to the parents, pretty much the equivalent of your horrible parents. Yeah. Yes. I'm the one she raising, I'm the one raising your kids shape up. <laughs> I'm practically well, leave, perfect in every exactly. way. I'll leave yeah. when you, my job is done. Okay, I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch the original, but there was no way I was paying $25 to buy that. Cause that's the only way you could watch it right now. Oh really? Yeah. Very Disney. Soon it'll be on Disney streaming platform. Yeah. Which I still, the only it, place but. that you can watch any <laughs> Disney movies soon. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, Wow. So yeah, racket. What a racket. Yeah, cocky Fuck bitch you, for sure. Though. <laughs> yeah, quasi fascist. Um, but Ben Wishaw's cute. I am a major Ben Wishaw stan, and if you want to um, see a great Ben Wishaw performance, a His very British scandal, hair at the Golden Globes, yeah, a very British scandal that that he won the Golden Globe for. I hear that's excellent, fantastic. I didn't know he was queer. Yes, he is. We should have him on the show. Absolutely. Ben, if you're listening. <laughs> we'll have you on right after LeBron James. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I saw a documentary that is on Netflix called Shirkers. Oh. Um, it is a fantastic uh, doc about um, a young woman from Singapore who in the, uh, in the 90s um, was working with uh, kind of a drama teacher um, – to uh, write and star in her own indie movie and after, and he directed it and she starred and, you know, all of her friends got involved and then he disappeared with the footage. Oh, that's weird. And um, it really was like sort of a devastating kind of like youth defining moment in all their lives. And so Shirkers is a documentary about uh, this young woman, um, sort of trying to figure out what happened and why. And you get to see glimpses of the movie they made and it is gorgeous. Like, I mean, there's shots. You're just like, Oh my God, like this, this, it is criminal that this movie did not get the life it got. And yet at the same time, you know, she's philosophical about it. Like maybe it was meant to be this way. Maybe, you know, anyway, it's, it's, um, it's on Netflix. It's fabulous. It's such a great doc. Okay. Um, check it out, check it out, check it out. And we also, Nay, on the night that you were <laughs> unable to join, um, thanks to uh, a, a generous Nelson. gift of Jeff Nelson, Scream Factory gave us, uh, who brought us some Blu-rays uh, when he visited a couple weeks ago. So nice of him. Um, I took one of the Blu-rays that was a double feature of sort of like trashy Concord women in prison <laughs> slash rape revenge movies. One was Naked Vengeance. The other was Vendetta. We watched Naked Vengeance. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Naked Vengeance, you guys. If you have not seen Naked Vengeance, uh, first of all, I just want to say Trigger. Huge. 
Huge (laughs) trigger. Trigger warning. I don't even know, like flashing neon, but if that's not a deterrent for you or or somehow makes the movie more attractive to you, you (laughs) are in for a depraved treat. It is... And I don't, I don't like rape rape revenge. Same, but this vengeance was, but the vengeance was really good. And this is the type of movie where uh, the lead actress, Philip, who played Phyllis on Dallas for like 10 years, um, she sings the theme song, you know, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's this is the movie we were watching. We're like, nay would either be appalled that we're watching (laughs) this or would be like, Oh, like she, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, we were like, she'd either be mad that we brought her over here to watch this, or she'd be like, this is, we're, we're watching in. it again. Yeah, yeah. I made a delicious salad, too. He really did. He's yeah. a really great cook. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I always just bring whoopie pies. I bring, like, the whole <laughs> food, the pies. fancy whole That's food. That's also really cool. Yeah. So Damn. He brought whoopie pies and LaCroix. Yeah. But 2019, this has to be a little bit more of, like, a, of, of a, a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I made soup, too. <laughs> Yeah. I like Michael. Soup. I made soup. <laughs> I made homemade soup, homemade potato leak soup and salad. Chicken salad. Oh my salad. god. Was, I'm like but we also had it now. with like bread, so we, like, we were so like, much bread. We we were what like else I can't get up. I can't like, move. Both of us were like <laughs> It was Do you want to watch the second movie? Yeah. <laughs> I was like I can't move. So <laughs> yes. Perfect. It was I really did. It was a really great night and I still had my dead Christmas tree up. It was like January 6th. And Michael was like, I don't know. I guess it'll eventually do. I've been writing that script all week. So like Brian's going to be mad when he gets back from Paris, but (laughs) tree's still up. (laughs) Anywho, uh, naked vengeance. um, You've been warned. And vendetta. Uh, Vendetta. I didn't love. I I mean, I love the constant kicking. Um, There was a lot of kick fighting. Oh my God. It was like big hair jail. Yeah. Like it was really women with closets in their prison cell with like various outfits and makeup. And, oh yeah, it was, um, suffice to say, not a truthful uh, portrayal (laughs) of the prison system. Um, but also she got her vendetta on. Yeah. (laughs) She got her vengeance. Um, okay. Derek. All right. Well, I've been, uh, I've actually been rewatching the Twin Peaks uh, the reboot, The Return. Oh God, is it? Uh, I I love it. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I started watching it when it was coming out, and then for some reason or another stopped it. But I just started up again, and it's abs- ridiculous and over the top, and everything I'd expect from David Lynch, though. Like right. it's really good. It's so beautiful. I'm I'm loving it. Uh, I'm definitely enjoying watching that again, and I've also been watching a lot of. Uh, like just a bunch of random movies, like Lincoln. I saw Lincoln for the first time recently, which <laughs> really? is weird that so it took random. me this long to see it, but it was, it's a great movie. Like, but Spielberg, I mean, he, he rarely has a movie, at least in my opinion, that doesn't at least showcase his abilities, right. uh, regardless of whether or not it's the next Jaws or Schindler's List or it's Chaving Private Ryan. It'd still be something, you know, that's quite good. You know, yeah. I really also enjoyed uh, the, that last one he did a, uh, the name is escaping me, but the one where it's in the video game Ready world. Player One. Ready Player One. Right. I love that movie. You have to see that. That was a fun ride. It's about three hours, but it, was, oh my God. it felt like a ninety. It felt like a ninety-minute movie. I love the Shining sequence in that. That was great. That was really cool. There were so many cool like inside movies or inside of Chucky video game. Chucky, Chucky, Freddy Krueger, Christine, King Kong, like so many wow. different characters. Basically, want, everything makes a cameo. Hey, I want Ready Spielberg to do one more. Like Spielberg scary movie. 
like Jaws or mm-hmm. Close Encounters or Poltergeist Duel. I want him to like go back to like his roots one I think, more time. I think he probably will. I hope so. I mean, he's doing some unique things now. I like, think there's definitely two. Like, there's like pre Jurassic Park Spielberg, and then there's like post Jurassic Park Spielberg. I feel like there's like the two. No greed sides of the coin for him, but oh. I, I want one more scary Spielberg movie. Like, I liked his World of the Worlds, but dark. <laughs> I want darker than that. I Thank love you, Dakota Fanning. Get on it, Spielberg. Okay. <laughs> What's that? I love Dakota Fanning in that hiding movie. under a table. I love Dakota Fanning in that movie because she was she delivered the kind of child performance where it seemed like she had no idea she was in a movie. Oh my god! <laughs> where you literally are like, is she okay? Yeah. Like uh, like Danny her? Pintero and Cujo. Oh my god! Where he I actually, just watched the Who's the Bossy True Hollywood Story by the way. Oh wow! Thank you. Um, <laughs> and that was mentioned in there. He was like three when he did that. Jesus. Movie. Three or four. All I know is is that that performance is very good and it's He's not great. acting. <laughs> it's like I was like they told you that dog was going to eat you. It's kind of like Heather O'Rourke and Poltergeist. Oh god, she gives like an all time performance there, and you almost wonder if she knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? R.I.P. I know. No, there's that. a there's a lot of it's it's crazy. Then you get some child actors that you're like. Good co- Did they cast this movie? Or did they just pull these guys off the fucking <laughs> There's street? There's a weird thing about child actors too. Where it's like they almost become aware that they're an actor. Mm-hmm. And you, like, you can see them become bad. Like you see that a lot in like 80s and 90s sitcoms. Yeah. Where like Keisha Knight Pulliam example is a good example. Pulling this out of my ass. But she was Emmy nominated for the first two years of the Cosby show. As like a five and a six year old. And then you watch her by like the time season five or six rolls around and she's like a self aware, like preteen. And it's like, Oh, yeah, because she got upstaged by Raven Simone. <laughs> like, you're not the cute baby anymore. Raven Simone yeah. showed up on that show, and yeah. like, you know, Keisha Napoleon was like, oh, shit, yeah. I better up my game. Mm-hmm. They were like, like, I don't they, give a fuck about her. I want the true Hollywood story of that duel. Okay. Yeah. Rudy, she was like, oh, shit, Rudy's going to get into an accident. <laughs> Rudy's, there's going to be a very special episode where he's going to get into oh, an accident. Did choke on my Teddy Graham? Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. The the little baby show. Raven Simone's like, I'm going to be so problematic in the future. <laughs> no one is ever going to give a shit about you. Olivia's going to be like, her name Olivia? Olivia. Yeah. Was. Olivia. Oh my God. Oh my God. She couldn't even read the scripts when she started on that show because she didn't know how to read. She was three. <laughs> oh my God. And she was just around great. that rapist all the time. <sighs> Awful. Awful. That's why I love... Lisa Bonet now and forever because Always. Lisa Bonet was just like you're a creepo and mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna get off the show I'm gonna get my own spinoff and not only that I'm gonna quit it after a year <laughs> <laughs> no, and not only that I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to violate your like cutesy American family image right I'm gonna go fuck Mickey Rourke in this other movie okay <laughs> see ya. and I'm gonna do a bunch of voodoo shit yeah. and-, and you're still gonna bring me back on the show for a paycheck in season seven mm-hmm Anyway, my very, very best friend looks like Lisa Bonet, (gasps) like literally in the airport gets stopped by people and they're like, are you Lisa Bonet? And what's funny is that she, you can like get it if you see her like, you're like, yeah, I can see how someone thinks you, but like people actually think she is Lisa Bonet. Wow. Can you imagine no, I what honestly can't. That? I know. My favorite thing. I would is, love to be mistaken for Lisa. Right? Bonet. I read an interview with Zoe Kravitz where she's like, and I, her. I grew up. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, speaking also. Like but, her parents. Oh, my God. Well, that's yeah. the thing is that Zoe Kravitz was like, she actually seemed really down to earth because she was like, 
So I've had a complex my entire life. Like I'm, I'm misquoting, but I'm paraphrasing. But she was like, I've had a complex my entire life, never feeling good enough or never feeling cool enough because my parents, especially my mother, are like, the, like coolest the coolest, alive. most beautiful Seriously. woman. Well, like, alive. look at Lisa Bonet, like Lenny Kravitz to Jason Momoa. Yeah, I mean, girl, pulling, pulling that good dick right there. Yeah, like, dual dicks too. Dual dicks. Yeah, awkward dick. Awkward dick. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar dick before that. <laughs> Are you going to get that dick? <laughs> no. Remember when he has pants split and his dick just <laughs> popped up during a concert? Did you ever see that? No. Oh, yeah. He's Don't like you love the dick? Rocking. Don't you he's love the- rocking the guitar and he like bends down to play and his leather pants just split and he had no underwear on underneath. Um, he just kept playing. Okay. I well, guess if you're Lenny Kravitz. The show do. must go on, Michael. <laughs> and then after that... <laughs> Uh, I love that uh, Derek before the show was like, uh, so I, is there anything I can't say on the show? <laughs> just like, no, <laughs> no, we're going to talk about Lenny Kravitz dong flopping <laughs> and, and say, say words like aqua dick. Okay. Let's we've, we've delayed the inevitable long enough. I know. <sighs> All right. So everyone. After Jason took Manhattan, or more specifically, a medium-sized passenger ship off the coast of British Columbia, (laughs) you thought, gee, it'll never be this bad again. Things can only get better from here, right? Guess again, motherfuckers. (laughs) As part of our month of listener picks, Patrick Hamilton. (laughs) Patrick. Patrick. (laughs) We need to talk about Patrick. We need to talk about Patrick. (laughs) Chose Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday. Thank you, Patrick. To prove to us once and for all that no, we cannot have nice things. Aww. (laughs) Now, before we tear this bitch apart, let's check in with Patrick (laughs) to find out what on earth we ever did to him to deserve this. (laughs) Take it away, Brennan. I will say, um, I love Patrick, first of all. He's an incredible person. Thank you for donating to the Trevor Project. And also, for a sociopath, he is lovely. Oh my God. I also like Jason Takes Manhattan, but whatever. (sighs) My name is Patrick Hamilton. And as a result of making a donation to the Trevor Project, I was rewarded with the ability to choose a movie for you all to discuss. And uh, I chose the 1993 epic, Jason (laughs) Goes to Hell. Why? Something is going on here that requires a healthy dose of the queer wolf theory. So Jason is blown up in the opening minutes of his normal heteronormative stalking, as it were, and spends the rest of the movie sliding his enchanted heartworm down the throats of as many men as he possibly can for the majority of the runtime. A bounty hunter requires that a, a guy pass his hands through the bars of a jail cell, let him fondle them, and then break them in order to get information. And then, of course, wow. Jason also strips a guy nude, straps him to a sex harness, and shaves his mustache. Is this as deliberate as a Freddy's Revenge or Lost Boys, or is it just the byproduct of New Line Cinema trying to rip off Terminator 2? <laughs> I want to hear a book on tape by Patrick. Wait, was okay. that the end? Was that the end? <laughs> yeah, the end. Oh. <laughs> I want him to read to me. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I, I cut little bits out. So oh. Sorry, okay. that was abrupt. That Goodness was really, gracious. I, hey. Well, he brought a perspective. I hey, wish Patrick was here right I do now. too. How about you, Mark? I I mean I 
yeah, I wish so I could do this to his face. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Patrick, I kid, I kid. Yeah. I will say though, just. it was a little, I think he was a little loose with the word epic though. <laughs> of, of, all, of, all the, of all the movies, like yeah. Jason X, I could see the word epic being applied to because oh, of yeah. scale. Yeah. It was an epic scale film. <laughs> but you make this one's a little bit. Uh, I agree. Although I agree, I want him to read me a book, Patrick. What, what book? I can't. Rebecca <laughs> <laughs> always goes back to Rebecca. Good okay, thing. all right. Let's let's uh, let's bring out some shady summaries here. Nay, kick us off. You know, speaking of Rebecca, mm. this is the shady summary I use for Rebecca. What a fucking mess! <laughs> and it's the same one I'm using for this. Oh, okay. love it. Yeah. Uh, mine is a movie so a movie so incoherent and sloppy it just secured the 2020 nomination. Oh. <laughs> mine it or Derek, do you have one? I do, but you can go first if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is so ready. The fans asked, and New Line delivered. Finally, a Friday the 13th movie that feels like it was made by people who've never seen a Friday the 13th movie before. And mine, kind of delving into my documentary, this is the only thing I see when I see this movie, is a Friday the 13th movie for people who don't like Jason. Yeah. Because it's sort of true. It's like, or especially Kane Hodder's Jason. You have somebody like him who everyone's all revved up about, the saying he's the best part of the eighth movie and the seventh movie. And then all of a sudden you have him in like 10 seconds of the beginning and the end of this movie. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. The person who hates Jason the most, Sean Cunningham. He has many times in the past said he does not like the character of Jason. This is the first movie he came back to produce since the original. So I don't think it's a coincidence. And I hate to put words into his mouth, Mm. but he's said that many times in documentaries and stuff. So I think it's fair to say that. Oh, anyway. Well, where to begin? <laughs> where do we begin? I mean, I will say, and I want to start out by saying, I, you know, shading Patrick and everything, um, that, you know, I appreciate the gusto with which he sort of launched into. And obviously, you know, he suggested this tongue in cheek. Um, very clearly. Yes. Very clearly. So, you know, I totally understand that. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> the first line of dialogue in this movie is the word shit. Which, um, you know, just feels, you know, foreboding for the next <laughs> hundred minutes. Was it a hundred minutes? It felt like three hundred. It was like the. It felt so long. Um, I, you know, the nicest thing that I can say about this movie, okay, about Jason Goes to Hell, is that in a certain way, you know, it's it came out in nineteen ninety three, and in a completely inept way, it anticipates the meta horror wave of the nineties of New Nightmare and Scream. Uh, because of its inclusion of things like the Necronomicon and the jungle gym that the birds sit on from the birds and the crate from Creep Show. Um, you know, so the fact that these things are present point to a kind of playfulness and sense of humor that unfortunately the movie literally cannot seem to um, <clears throat> do anything with. But it feels, but watching it, I was like, okay, at least this feels like the opening salvo of kind of where. Horror, horror was going to go. At horror the time. was going to go yeah. in that decade. Well, I think the opening scene um, plays into that as well. With mm-hmm. I think the, I look at the opening scene as like a meta moment as well. Like yep. they have the you know bosomy woman alone in a cabin taking a shower and she's doing all the things that you <laughs> is do. That their credit. 
the tra- bosomy woman. Bosomy, the bosomy woman. woman. Um, but they have her lip, you know, and it's on purpose doing all the the tropes of a Friday the Thirteenth movie that usually gets female characters killed. Have you seen? Have you guys seen <clears throat> uh, Crystal Lake Memories, the documentary? Absolutely. So I watched the Jason Goes to Hell segment for, for this, and they actually interviewed the actress who played the yeah, played F- the FBI, right? Agent. And she was like, she was Fine. talking about. <laughs> yeah right well mm-hmm, fine as hell and mm-hmm. i'm quoting her basically but she was just like the director adam didn't like my hair and i said honey if they're looking at my hair in this scene and not my knockers then i don't know what to do or <laughs> <laughs> yeah she did and i knockers. was like wow you called them knockers, knockers. <laughs> maybe knockers. she was direct quoting what she said in 1993 though. she must have helped so i don't think she got less salty yeah exactly but uh, oh. so yeah, and I actually think I think that sequence is actually pretty well, clever. Yeah. Um, it's it's the only good part of the movie, really. It oh, feels like a Friday the Thirteenth movie in that moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then of course <laughs> they know, blow up Jason. Yeah, it's just like maybe it should have been a short, and then <laughs> okay, and then they blow up Jason, and then Sheriff David Clark is there. <laughs> Literally, Sheriff David Clark. It's David Clark. And he's in the woods and I don't understand what's happening. He's, he's, then he's interviewed on television on like a current affair. And then they started doing this thing where he's like, when you think of Jason, Freeze, what do you think of? I, I have that clip. Can you please play? Oh, his is rep- this the thing? Can you please oh play God. his response? Absolutely. I Thank so you, Brennan. I'm going to say two words to you, Mr. Duke. And I want you to Poor say the Stephen first Culp. thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. You ready? Shoot. Jason Voorhees. Well, that makes me think of a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through a donut. What? <laughs> what? That? Why? What? I don't under. What? I don't think the filmmakers knew either, because he was. Wasn't there like some sort of agreement that he would do the movie only if he could dress as a cowboy? Yes, that is correct. Is and he they, the Jennifer Coolidge of a horror movie? Bit like, part? what the hell? Like, and like, <laughs> that is a great. That is a great reference. That was a Jennifer, real good now ball. Now, if Jennifer Coolidge oh my God. had played the mercenary, had like, she said honey, that, honey, honey, you're going to have I, If she said a pink dress, put hot, I would have been on the fucking ground I, then laughing this, and been like, this movie's a genius. This would have been a very different podcast. I would have been like, this is the greatest Friday the 13th film ever made. Um, but, and like, they said he was just saying shit yeah. on takes that they had no idea what any of it meant or any of it was coming. And I guess they probably were like, well, we got to use some of this because we don't have scenes otherwise. Yeah. I know when talking with Kane about this movie, he, the biggest thing he kept saying was that the, he liked the idea of it. And I I can't say it's a bad idea. The idea that Jason would go into it, but he was also the stunt coordinator and he was trying really hard to, he, he wanted all the actors to be Jason when they got turned. Right. He thought it'd be a good acting role for them as well to do all the nuances, turn the head, Mm -hmm. do the breathing, you know, all that kind of stuff. He thought it could work, but half of them or more didn't want to do that. Like, Oh no, Jason and my body would just be me. (laughs) And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You have a, you have a person like, imagine, imagine being an actor who is lucky to be cast in a a, a studio film. (laughs) And part of a venerable slasher franchise, and you have the guy who's played Jason three times, who's become the fan favorite, who's literally like sort of, I guess, quote unquote, perfected the role to a certain degree, telling you how to do it. And you're like, no, (laughs) 
<laughs> at the Sunshine Dore acting school, I learned <laughs> no. that blah, 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 fart noise. Like, uh, I just, agree. wow. He was like, no, Jason as a black man acts like, acts like this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, there's just so many parts. Like, I, I, I agree. The beginning, I, I really liked. And that ending, like, it has a cool fight sequence at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't dislike the ending. But the whole middle is just, it's just garbage fire like it's just it's it's awful it's, well and like yeah. the, he goes from youngstown to new jersey and to a diner that for some reason leslie jordan and <laughs> the guy his, from sorted lives exactly yeah and there Him, is some and, interesting idea like the Voorhees burgers are like another meta moment where it's like we're kind of waffles yeah, yeah cut up like but it's just like i don't know man i okay so i just <laughs> and he has I, a he has there's so many things in that movie that don't make a whole lot of sense because why wouldn't we have known about a? Uh, can I reveal something? Yeah, in the movie? You, uh, it's, okay. well, can't you reveal? No, say, <laughs> no. I, I don't know. Twenty-six-year-old movie. Please, okay, that's preserve, true. Okay, please that's preserve true. the beautiful just, secrets uh, <laughs> of Jason. <laughs> no, but, like, how the how the fuck did we know he had a sister? Right. In right. all the other movies, they didn't think to me- like. Couldn't they have just thrown a line in? Like, uh, but they couldn't because in the first movie, in the second movie, you know, with like, especially the first one with the mom. She would have had to have said something along right. the lines of, like, well, your sister, like, right. something. But no, yeah. she doesn't. So it sort of becomes the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom of the <laughs> of the franchise, where Whoa. all of a sudden you have a character that you should have heard of in the right. first movie or right. the second. And other than a brief reference, well, in that franchise is a brief reference, like, myself and some business partners in the first couple of movies. And then we're to assume he had a business partner, Exactly. but in the new movie, in like this one, like they didn't even mention anything. No. They didn't say anything about a sister. And I feel like that is, it was a huge way for them to be like, Oh, we're going to do what right, they like, did in Halloween. Do like, <laughs> we're going to make up that like, he had a sister. People then actually have given scream for a little bit of grief in the past for Sydney having a cousin that she never mentioned before. And I'm just okay, like, cousin? when is she going to mention her cousin? <laughs> okay. Cousin, any of this? Listen, cousin so, is understandable, yes. but a sibling, you would think that exactly. the mother so why would reference. Couldn't it just be like over a, the a course long of lost eight family movies. member or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a long, a, a, a he's exactly <laughs> like, look, Jason goes to hell is, is the <laughs> junk drawer oh of slasher movies. <laughs> it's just like what, I don't know. Let's, it, it's like, you know, a tape dispenser, old gum, <laughs> Whatever, it's it's all in there. Speaking around, of guns, around around like forty five minutes into this movie, I literally just wrote, "I want to die." <laughs> that I, I this is these are other things I I wrote in my notebook while while I was watching. Why is this happening? Why make these choices? I'm so angry. And then and then there were just variations on what, who, why, huh. <laughs> And ugh, <laughs> that's that's literally like I usually very like I try yeah. to take a lot of detailed notes for the yes. things we cover. And this movie, I was just like, "You win." Jason goes to hell. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what to. I s- just love when the coroner just takes a bite out of a heart. Just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I I always He's thought supposed to be hypnotized by the heart. Yeah, apparently. I always thought that like it would it made sense. Like in previous watchings, I've always. I didn't question it as much, but I'm like, first of all, I didn't remember it had any queer themes until you guys were like, there are plenty of queer themes in it. And I was like, all right, maybe I didn't watch this movie clear enough. There were definitely many of them there, but uh, I did not remember how weird. Are there? Well, it's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. There are yeah, many things. To be a, there are many things in the movie, movie, though, really. that was some that were. Me. I mean, it was 
uh, when I Googled it just to see what people were also talking about before I watched it, I was like, what? This is on the list, not top, not the right. top three, but it's in the top 10 homoerotic horror films of a lot of lists. Who are these Solo, homosexuals? Is it Number solely one, because of the shaving scene? That scene plus like the, the fact that of all of the decisions they could have made, like Jason only goes to other men until the baby and the girl, but he goes into a lot of men before yeah. women. And, but still that to my opinion was Jason is a male. He might want to remain a male while he's on a quest, you know, there, I don't know. I, don't I just, know. I like, I don't know. I, I don't think they made a well, lot of watching this movie. It made me think <laughs> we need to embrace better films. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. Listen, I, I no no disrespect to anyone who right. watches Jason goes to hell and, and is like, Oh, I detect queer themes myself watching rando guys try to slip each other a turd worm. <laughs> I don't watch that and go representation. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, there's a lot I of mean, like, just because Jason's in other people's bodies too. Why does he start doing things that he doesn't do? Like yeah. shaving somebody. Why? Why? Yeah. What why is he does doing that serve that? him? Right. If he shaved his ass, is- maybe <laughs> But or you know taint. what? Or a stain. <laughs> Then I would have been like, all right, Jason goes to hell. Hey, what do you think? Jason shaves Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wanted to see it so bad when I was younger because I saw the cover of it in Blockbuster. Oh, with the worm thing coming out. And And the final Friday on it, it says. And I was like, that hell is in the name. This must be such a bad movie a like bad, i want to see it so a bad bad kid movie yeah you know a bad kid exactly <laughs> bad a bad kid movie this. and i remember like walking by it with my mom being like oh that's the devil because my mom this is what she calls dab. me yeah dab, dab you know dab. she was like that's the devil and i was like oh clearly like it looks like the devil like, and you can get the, the devil for three nights yeah. <laughs> for three nights of plus <laughs> <laughs> a tub of popcorn and a diet coke <laughs> oh, i miss hollywood video i know Oh, Ken. Ken was licking my arm. I know. That's I love cute. it. Thanks, buddy. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I was like dying to see it. And then mm. I remember, you know, I don't remember liking it as much as I liked Halloween when I was younger. Mm. I feel like Halloween was my everything. Um, but I felt so cool for having seen it. Okay. And I liked to tell my friends, like, you know, that cover that like the youth <laughs> pastor brought up last week oh for God. like, you know, I'd be like, I saw. Yeah. And what would they say? Oh, bad bad kid behavior, you know? <laughs> they telling like, you? No. That's good. No, because How did you the, sneak it? How did you finally sneak it? Because the thing is like those kids were doing all kinds of wild shit. Christian Christian school kids are wild as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like sneaking movies, but I wasn't doing the shit that they were doing. Oh, yeah, and no. so like, yeah, you could tell on me for that, but like Oh no, cigarettes. You and know, you like yeah. fucked your cousin, <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. there's like, like oh, I went a little dumb. yeah, <laughs> you cousin fucker. Yeah. Oh, but how did I sneak it? Because yeah. I look like a grown ass woman at, the, at that age. <laughs> I look old as hell. I was such a big fucking kid. <laughs> I did. Mark is so red. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> I used to sneak all kinds of things because people thought I was old. I would stay in the pool during adult time, like because well, nobody thought my like five foot ten ass 
was a child. You know, I was not really afforded. tall. From yeah, I've right? been this tall for a long oh, time. So in the pool, tall hell time. yeah! You you ain't gonna question me. Who gonna check me, boo? Honestly, I was like, I'm so tall. And you know, with black people, they're like, she could be nine, she could be fifty-five. Like, I don't know. This is why I want May hour. So yeah, oh my rented that. That's. Um, that is an incredible <laughs> advantage at a certain age in the video store. Yeah, like yeah, there are times oh when it's an advantage. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, everyone, of course I'm annoying. I'm 11. Like, <laughs> let me be a child. And then other times you're like, did you find yourself like getting disciplined or treated, or like yes. expecting to be old? Uh, yes. Uh, be, um, <sighs> You understand? I think you already know the question I, I'm yes. about to ask. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of articles actually yeah. on how tall children get treated. Uh, yeah, like, oh, interesting. Yeah, versus like just small or petite children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I just flashed at that Thirty Rock where Liz Lemon thinks she's talking to Oprah the whole flight and ends up being just like a very tall, like twelve year old girl. <laughs> See that one? <laughs> no. Yes. She, she took that medication she took Alec like Baldwin the, gave her. Yeah, yes. like the wrong pills. So she was actually like super high during the flight. But she mm-hmm. invites her to the girly show, and the girl shows up the next day, and she's like, "Hey, Liz." <laughs> yes, I think that that probably happened to me by a lot of white women on drugs when I was a kid. Oh my god! They saw me as an older black woman. I love that Tina yeah. Fey. Tina Fey is my favorite kind of comedian that will just totally make themselves look like the biggest asshole. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we'll be the person on the show that is like the biggest idiot. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's so great. Um, nay, nay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nays, yay or nays. Oh, I need it now. Um, spinoff show. Uh, <laughs> it's just its own show. Uh, nine so or fifty-five. Silly. Are you Instead of nine to five, nine to fifty-five should be the title. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I love when markets super, super, super happy. Uh, listen, okay, just but I mean, like this movie, just from the get-go, like it just has me punchy oh, as fuck. Right. Okay, about that movie. I know. Remember, we have to talk about Jason Goes to Hell. Anyway, okay. so we talked about the shaving. The the deeply, wildly homoerotic shaving scene. <laughs> truthfully, I didn't. Which, ooh, so sexy. <laughs> I was going to say, truthfully, I didn't, I didn't, that's one of the things I was going to say is I didn't really see any of the stuff that any of it brought up. Yeah. Like they, they're very quick to call it that. But mm. I think a lot of it times it's just when you do things that you would normally do with women, it's sort of the Friday the 13th part or no, the Nightmare on Elm Street part two issue. I mean, that movie has, when all subtext lies, when the acting goes homoerotic, the dialogue, the special effects, everything, it doesn't become as subtle anymore. But with this one, I feel like it could have just been a case of Jason was doing things to guys that he usually did to women. Mm-hmm. So he would usually, and I don't even think he would normally tie anyone up. That's well, one of the he things. He would never shave up. He would never tie or shave up. But I feel like if he had. Or barf a turd word. Exactly. If he had. A, that's the thing. I don't understand that transfer. Like, I, I feel like it could have been done very differently too. Like, why would it have to be like a big warty tongue? Couldn't it have been like a, anything. couldn't it have been Touch just like anything. a, exactly like some kind of a, I don't know, like a, anything else. They, he cuts them with a machete and then kind of like finger them. I then I'll be like, it's homo erotic. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Figured there. <laughs> 
I'm not uh, going to you know, say it. <laughs> okay. I, I do want to talk about like the one sequence in the movie that actually feels like it's from a Friday the 13th movie, which is not, uh, not the opening, but at the midpoint, which apparently was done during reshoots because the movie did not feel anything like a movie, a Friday the 13th movie that fans would be expecting. And so they did this reshoot with um, this guy and Michelle Clooney from Queer as Folk and Sorry. another woman. And <laughs> who's on their phone? Michael's like, Siri? He's got a Please? Patty you right now. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? My phone exactly. is on silent, too. I don't know how it did that. How anyway. dare you? Wait, wait, what did she say? I don't even remember. How dare you? How dare you? How to do that to me? Like yeah, it was like thing, yeah, how disrespectful. I would love yeah. it if she was we have trained actors me. up here. I know. Oh god, that was so good when she did that. Anyway, sorry, Brennan was on his phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Getting cut. <laughs> I just need to know. So Not they, mine, right, Ernie? Halfway through the movie, these people <laughs> show up, and because they think Jason is dead, they're hitchhiking. To go to Camp Crystal Lake to get it on, to do drugs and get it on because now they're not going to die. And I just want to know. They were like, oh, let's add this in. And I just, this, what, what I wrote was, <laughs> and I just went into, I had like a rage stroke. I, I was like, who are these kinky weirdos who drag their single friend along <laughs> to make her listen to their fucking all night? Why would they hitchhike in the dark? Only to fuck at the sight of what is arguably, in film, the worst continuous mass murder in 20th century American history. (laughs) Who are these terrible fucking people? (laughs) Moreover, who is the sad girl riding shotgun who's just ready to fuck the guy who picks them up and then is sad when he doesn't try to grope her 10 seconds after she gets into the car? What's... (laughs) Why? She clearly... even for a Friday the 13th movie, I was like, this is a whole other level of like, I don't, and I say this as a diehard fan of Friday the 13th movies. This was like, holy shit. Well, there's a lot of like, who's driving? <clears throat> there's the a lot of fantasy, right? Like that's gotta be straight male fantasy. Like just like how every time there's, I've like, I think I've mentioned this before. I've read several scripts in the last year or two where every time there was a lesbian character, she got, like she be wasn't lesbian by the end of the movie because she fucked a dude, you know. There's well, that's like, the cure, right? Well, there's like this. <laughs> I mean, that's real. That's there's just this real. like <laughs> there's that's like this true. like weird putting on a fantasy like into film like that you wish happened to you. I'm betting. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh like, who god! Knows? It just it, it feels it did feel really weird because it's like they why did a single. Why would she? Why would she tag along? Oh, so I can like, hear YouTube bone all night. Oh my God, where's my backpack? Okay, okay. Sometimes that. So that they bought. Cute. But are I they actually like, was thinking that. Like, okay. <laughs> like, actually, I, I was thinking this. I was thinking when I was watching this, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh, how could I say this out loud? And not sound like just disgusting." Oh, Free stop. ride. And then I was like, whatever. But so if my friends go over to this tent six feet away to fuck. I'm thinking, like, obviously, so you're probably okay with me masturbating out here. True. <laughs> so, like, or, but then I was like, no, I can't assume that someone's okay with that. That's the part that made me just like, not although, where would like, they get a where, would, like, where would, they wouldn't have a leg to stand on if they yeah. got out of the tent, saw you masturbating, yeah. and were scandalized? I'm like, I'm You'd right be like, here. really? Yeah. You brought me. Yeah. The other, what's <laughs> you the brought pi- me. You knew what was going to happen. So, like, <laughs> what's the picture? Okay, Amber. 
Josh and I are going to go fuck in the woods, but we're going to hitchhike there. We don't have a car. We're going to rely on some random stranger to go. And she's like, I know it's midnight. So in. I know it's already midnight. And at Cramp Crystal Lake. And she's like, so in. Yeah. Well, so I was thinking, I was like, the only way I would even want to be the third wheel is if it was a couple that I wanted to listen to fuck. True. Listen to them fucking, you know. But But I wasn't mad at him. Why wouldn't you bring more than one? Like, if, if you were doing that, like, as, you know, the... As someone who's, you know, gone on trips with people who were, you to know, hear them together, to hear them not to do that, populate. but, to, yeah. but no, you know, had gone, I would bring my own tent and have it at a certain point. I know. She didn't bring she her was tent. Just she, literally was, she literally was asked she by the girl who, who's in the couple, hey, um, do you mind if we take the tent for an hour? Yeah, I know. It's like. You should have brought your She's own. Like, yeah, I brought a sack so of dildos. Awesome. I'll you keep in the it, woods. You keep in that tent. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> that's your tent all night. Okay. That's what she said. Yeah. It's your tent all night. I'm going to sleep out here. It's a beautiful that night. That tent's going to be funky. And yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Mm. But, my, but I guess the plan, I'm realizing now, maybe the plan was they were like, Amber, we're hitchhiking to Camp Crystal Lake. The hitchhiker's going to be hot. To bone. And she's like, but I'm single right now and I feel weird. And they're like, don't worry. We'll find something. You can fuck the stranger. <laughs> That we hit the car, with. and she was like, "Oh my god, of course!" <laughs> <laughs> Where's my backpack? <laughs> Let's go. She like actually has one on already. Yeah, which I'm already ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you had me at hitchhike. Uh, oh my god. Um, yeah. What else is there to discuss? Well, I mean, Speaking of, okay, you know what? I I see how um, people can read homoerotic. Mark, you can't even get the words out. No, I'm literally watching both of you on your phone. Oh, I'm pulling up a Friday the 13th. I am outing my Google Doc. I'm pulling up an article about the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. See? I literally opened the Google Doc to see if I had written down anything else for this episode. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about those two. But maybe I should just be quiet. But I also can never be shamed by someone calling me out for being my phone. I'm proud. (laughs) (laughs) I know on today's playback, you were like... I started Hill House, but I realized I was on my phone an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I wanted to bring up those two problematic well, issues. Well, here's the yeah. thing: is I wanted to lead into that because okay, great. I think I, I maybe I'm Mr. being too Ford. sensitive. <laughs> maybe I'm being too sensitive, <laughs> but I can see how people can read homoerotic themes into the film. However, the uh, the the weird leather straps and the and not like sexy leather but like just weird leather it was like straps. A little sexy, is it? To, well, okay, you not know with what? the Teach people the in the movie, okay. but I I felt inspired. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. okay. Inspiration's always. A good I yeah. think the turd worm kissing <laughs> I, it killed it for you. Yeah, I was just like <laughs> I felt like it was an opportunity. <laughs> I felt like it was constantly giving the opportunity for the audience to be like, ew, guys kissing, and yeah. I, so like to me, I feel like it's more homophobic than anything. Mm. Oh. Um, I don't get just because Jason shaves. Right. The guy, it's I'm not. just like queer. It's not. <laughs> it's um, and the movie manages to double down by being uh, apparently pretty misogynistic as well. And look, I mean, I'm not against body horror by any stretch right. of the imagination. <clears throat> I think that some of my favorite horror is body horror. But I think when the characters are so thinly drawn and so cheap, when you show one of the turd worms flying up the skirt of... <laughs> Um, one of the his sister, one sister character, poor poor actresses who apparently had no idea that this was going to happen. Yep, in the movie, 
She um, wasn't just present for that. Super gross. But, oh, because um, it was a stunt double? It was a stunt double, um, it, but they didn't tell her that that was going to happen to her character. Yeah. So essentially... The turd worm, the turd didn't worm want to do it crawls up her <laughs> through into her skirt and into her vagina. Yeah, the turd worm wouldn't come out and of his trailer. Is born a is full size Kane Hodder Jason. Yes. yes, and she was never made aware. It was never in the script. She was never made aware that was going to happen. She didn't know they hired a body double to play her, and she didn't know about it until she saw it on screen at the premiere. Gross. It's like that's disgusting. Like if you think about it. So like she. I have this article up that I found while doing research called 13 things you may not have known about Jason goes to hell. And this was one of them. Do you want me to read? It's a brief kind of summary. Um, let me see if I can find it again. There's two very problematic things with women in the movie. Um, so Aaron Gray didn't know the following, the following happened to her character until she saw it with everyone else at the premiere. It was never in the script and gray did not pose for that spe- scene specifically where the turd monster, is that what you call it? Turd worm. Turd worm crawls into her, her vagina. And according to the director, this is where I get a little like pissy. He says, that was a corporate decision to make the story elements kind of link up easier. I admit it's a little distasteful and I regret the shot, even though, trust me, audiences love it. A reluctant, like, kind of like blame, like they love it because they know the movie's almost over. And, <laughs> and also, I don't like the type of statement where you try to push the blame onto somebody else while also kind of being a little bit arrogant about it. Yeah, right. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, I think a better statement could have been, "I was 23 years old and I made a really stupid mistake." You know, but yeah, well. I, I, so, and then this. Men apologizing badly. (laughs) Yeah, imagine that. And also to bring up another problem is Carrie Keegan, who played the daughter of this character, actually walked off the set and only returned when director Adam Marcus was removed and Sean Cunningham was inserted as the director for the final days of filming. And this is a longer story, but basically it went down to she had to do a shower scene. I don't think she had a no nudity clause in her contract, but they agreed no nudity and he insisted she do nudity. And even when as far, according to Carrie herself, Adam Marcus denies this, but Carrie said he was even going around telling people I'll I'll get her to do it to the point that she actually walked off set and refused to return unless he was gone and Mm -hmm. they actually replaced him. So she'd finish the movie. So there's a, you know, I like the, Reading those kind of things, yeah. any sort of queerness that may be there isn't on purpose. Yeah. Because I don't think a person who does those kind of things to your actors yeah. has a <clears throat> queer wink um in them. No, not not, <laughs> not in the way not in the way we'd like to see a queer right. wink. I uh, I hung out I've hung out with Michelle Clooney before, mm. who played uh, I think Deborah, the camper who from the tent. <laughs> and um, she was on Queers. She went on to do Queers Folk. Oh, good for her. Yeah, good for her. And um, she's a lovely person. And I remember Friday, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, came up twice. But the first time it did, I remember, because it was running on HBO, I'd never seen it, and I saw it, and then I called her, and I was like, I saw, <laughs> guess what I just saw? I saw you in the scene, blah, blah, blah. And um, and she made a noise like, oh. <laughs> 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 
and and like, she, I thought we were friends. It was like <laughs> it was like as though like, like I was been hurt. No, yeah, as though I'd been like, I know you did that hit and run. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was like this, like heavy, like. Uh. Does anyone yeah. else want to hear any of the thirteen things you may not know? I don't know. To be I mean, honest, there's that. almost a part of me that's like kind of done Some with of them this. Are and cute. I would, okay, but I'd love to talk to Derek a little bit about to Helen back because okay. since this is yeah. you know Kane Hodder's uh, you know, last hurrah as uh, Jason, he did Jason X. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, it's he still did Jason up. X with which at least was. I like Jason X uh, of the Jason Kana, X is a fun. Movie. I thought it's it was fun. fun. Yes. Was it a great movie? No, no, but was it a fun movie? Yes. yes. It's one of my favorite of the Kane hotter Fridays for sure. It's because actually, it I knew, think my favorite of the it, four. It knew what he it knew what it was doing. He got a lot of control of the character and was able to really do what, you know, he wanted to do with what it. he felt, yeah, what he felt like the character would Jason. do. Whereas this one, he did not get that. Much. Yeah. Have you talked to him? And I, I, I'm sorry. I have yet to see the documentary. Does he talk about Jason goes to hell at all? Like it, I mean, it's got to be a little little like this, like to kind of be like, okay, we want you to come back for your third film, but you're going to be in it for four minutes. I I believe we talk a little bit about it in this cut. I know there's, I'm pretty sure there's more in the, on the Blu-ray that I, the deleted scenes. Yeah. I have 90 minutes of bonus footage on there. Uh, Some of it does delve into like part eight and nine a little more because in the movie we kind of, if it isn't important to his life, we kind of Gloss trimmed up. it up and, yeah. and Jason goes to hell. It wasn't that important. To his life. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that he got to be I in the movie as the security guard, right? Like, but like, it was just, you know, he was very happy to do it for a third time. But like, as he said, like he didn't do it a lot. Like he unfortunately wasn't able to do it. Whereas in, I really kind of applaud him though for like being like, you know what, I'm going to stick around and do this one. Cause I think a lot of hey. people would have gone, you know what? And the costume You're, was go find another, really, really yeah, difficult. Go find for another this person. Yeah, I remember him talking about I, that. Before we go into some of that, what are like some of like the chestnut uh, factoids about Jason Goes to Hell that we can leave like. <laughs> Like a, a rot, like a rotten mint on okay. the pillow for our so, listeners. <laughs> it was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason. I'm sure people knew that. Right. Yeah. Or um, right after that. Yeah. If not yeah. That. Um, at one point, let's see. Let's see. Um, the script was written in four days. No. Shocking. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see. There's one, two, three, four. <laughs> okay. Four people involved in the writing process. Oh, those poor people. Um, okay, the next one's really sad, so I'm not going to say that one. Stephen Williams would only play bounty hunter Creighton Duke if he could dress as a cowboy, which I already mentioned. What I want to know is, <laughs> here's what I want to know. What the fuck were the other options <laughs> that they were like, oh, fuck, we really have to let him wear a cowboy hat. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to have to go with the other guy. Like, I'm just like, because he's not good. In the movie, <laughs> he's not good. He has the weirdest delivery. I just he doesn't make the character work in any level. Yeah, I'm that just, whole breaking the finger scene. The breaking the fingers. Like, why he just breaks it? He's like, it's gonna cost you every time. It's gonna cost you. And then at the end, when he sees the hand all mangled, he's like, this one's free. Like after making a whole deal like this, one's gonna cost you a lot more. What for? now? It's free. What for? Like, I. Oh God! It makes me so angry. Maybe a little bit right. better thing for the director, but apparently he had the reason. There's a lot of male nudity in the film, is he said for every female that they showed nude, he required that they show a male nude. So it was kind of like an even. That's a cool concept. 
I at least. I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I guess he was thinking. Um, it was originally filmed at 22 frames per second. Why is Peter Jacksoning it? Because um, Sean Cunningham has famously has an issue. He shot Deep Star Six this way because he always thinks that actors are taking too long to emote. Ah, yeah, and he so he wants them like to sh- hurry the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, which is just like as they write, okay, <laughs> I guess. Um, and so yeah, uh, twenty two. So they're too busy it sounds, emoting. It sounds like with twenty two frames, all it sounds like is he's trying to save money. On two frames a second, which it does not add up to a lot. No, especially not really. in the. I mean, it's not like they're shooting again. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, they were shooting on you know the sixty frames a second. So oh it was God. the opposite. They were yeah. trying. They were actually wanting to use more. Well, <laughs> he didn't like how long it took as shocking people as to it walk is. through a door. <laughs> yeah, see, as shocking as it is that there's this many differences between the making of Jason Goes to Hell and um, Lord of the Rings, amazing. But, you know, hey. <laughs> Who knew? So those are some of those are Peter st- Jackson came low budget horror too, though. Oh my god, yeah, the best. Ugh. So so them, those were like alive one some day. of the funner ones. Oh, the funner. <laughs> <laughs> those were the funner. They were the ones that were fun. <laughs> All right. So um, to under greener pastures. So um, you know, for some of our listeners, will no doubt have seen this, and others uh, should definitely check it out. Um, you know, Kane Hodder, as we talked about before, is sort of the most famous uh, of the uh, performers who uh, played the role of Jason Voorhees. I did it over four films. He did four films, four films and then the video game. And the video game. And um, Derek, uh, a few years ago, made a documentary about him. About uh, And at first I was like, really? A documentary about Kane Hodder? What? Okay. And I was like, I, I scratched my head a little bit, I have to admit. And then I put it in and I was like, oh my goodness, what? What what a, a a huge and sort of and kind of dramatic life uh, he's lived, and so I guess you know just to uh, I wanted to make sure that we had some time to talk to you a little yeah. bit about this. I first, I mean, what was it you know about uh, Kane Hodder that uh, inspired you to dive so deep into his story? I mean, beyond you know, I'm sure obviously you're a Friday fan, you're a fan of his work as a stunt person and and what he brought to the role, but you know what what was it that that inspired you to 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 um, well, to make a feature doc about him. Well, I, I wanted to make a story that was both horror adjacent and human interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was important for me to have both in a film. And a lot of people, it's like, you know, I love Robert England, but his a lot of his story is I wanted to be an actor. So I went to school for it, became an actor and look at me, I'm an actor. Right. Whereas, and you know, he has some great stories along the way. He did some crazy, you know, drug stories with like various bands and like, surfed some insane waves and broke a few bones, but it wasn't like, but like when I heard some brief interviews with like Kane with Dell at dark delicacies or Mm -hmm. uh, doing other podcasts and saw how like good he was heard a bit about his story. I was like, this guy sounds like his story is unique. So I then bought the book that he wrote with uh, Mike Aloisi uh, called unmasked and read it and was instantly hooked. I Mm -hmm. picked it up, read it a second time and brought it to my uh, entertainment attorney, friend and producer and said uh we have to make this did you make it with him uh yeah what's that producer's name his name's uh andrew barcello okay Uh, yeah so him and i founded masterfully macabre entertainment together and then made this was our first movie uh telling back the kate hotter story that we then made there inside which is a found footage home invasion horror thriller that's uh just finished post and is uh, in the distribution like we're gearing up for distribution right now cool 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 but yeah, we, we wanted it to happen. We 
talked to Kane's manager, set up a meeting with him. And like the first time we met Kane, it was like, we clicked, we worked very well. We met with him at the same place where he met with Adam Green for the first time before uh, Hatchet. Hatchet. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, like, we talked for a while. He's like, I trust you. If we can make it by the mid middle of next month, if we can start shooting uh, like wow. the initial couple of days, I'm good. Like, let's sign the paperwork and let's do this. And then did you start, Mark, sorry if you were, yeah. if you have a list of questions, but did you guys did you have any funding at that point or did you guys start sh- just kind of shooting on the fly? Well, we definitely had fun. Uh, some uh, like investors interested before we wanted to make sure that we had investors before we approached Kane. Right. But yeah, it's like, kind of a catch 20. Did we have, investors know did Kane, we technically have investors. money in the bank to pay what we agreed to pay <laughs> Kane? No, but we had people we knew would, right. If we had the, it was sort of a, we needed to have the letter of intent from Kane and then right. they, right. the funders would come in. Right. And then, you know, the scope of the movie, though, kept growing and growing and growing throughout the yeah, process. Yeah, because I feel like I first heard about this a good four or five years ago. Is that, does that seem about right? Yeah. I remember uh, your Kickstarter? 2015 okay. is when we started June 2015, 15th and 16th. We shot initially, but we did an Indiegogo. Right. I remember. I in, actually remember. I think I don't. I think too. January 2016 okay. is when we did our Indiegogo. Okay. And it was a... Huge success, a, right? A, a big success, but a lot of people don't know with Indiegogo's, it's like as much of the money, a lot of times, as much as money as you get, you also have to give. Right. And then you get, lose a whole lot of it to, in order to give all the perks, in order to do all the uh, the the things. So, you know, by the end of the day, it's like a rousing success. But the movie was pretty much done before we did the Indiegogo. We kind of did it as a duel. We wanted to donate to the Bothan Burn Center, the hospital that saved Kane. And start raising awareness for the movie. Right. So we knew it would be a great point where places like Dread Central uh, and Rue Morgue and all them would start publicizing Talking it, about it if it was also for you know a good cause. And it was about getting the fans involved. Like, listen, we want to go up to the Burn Center. We want to go include some more people in this. And we have most of the movie done, but in order to increase the scale of this even more, you know. Yeah. We want to include you. We want you to kind of pre-order the movie, and then okay. we'll be the first ones that get the copies once Got it. it's released. Um, I was curious to ask, what do you think is behind Kane's uh, feeling of ownership over Jason Voorhees? You know, he's the seventh person to portray the role. Yeah, and it's interesting that you know, sort of the one of the one of the later people to perform the role is you know obviously lauded for it, but at the same time, he seemed to really have a kind of of sort of personal connection to uh, to the character that you get the impression that he has uh, a sense of ownership. And I was just like, what wondering what you think is, what is that about? Where does that come from? I think it's about, he has an, an enormous respect for the character and he, he decided to like really, as he put it, he has to not only deliver what the audience is expect, but he wanted to bring his own feelings to it right. and, and make it up. So he, he, I mean, he's a great actor. People don't give him the credit. Like, but if you watch him in a lot of the movies he's in, the, while the movies themselves are not always amazing films, he's always good in them. Like, right. we can you can watch something that was made like that looks like twenty times worse than the Asylum could make, and Kane <laughs> is a big character in it. And Kane, you could take that same performance and drop it in, uh, you know, you know, 
some I'm trying to think of a big Lincoln or call me by your name or something like that. You oh could God, have Kane Hodder and call me by your name. You could have, <laughs> you could have Kane. Like, oh, wow. That is like, that, saying, is, that is a tangent that I, you could not have paid me to come up with. Tonight. I'm just saying you could have Kane go in. I, I could see him doing a lot more Kane in the work outside of, uh, <laughs> outside of the horror industry oh because he is such a great, uh, great actor. So I think it, a lot of it stems from that. Like, and the fact that the fans took as much ownership in the performance too and made him want to keep coming back. And he's also the only person who ever asked to come back. Like mm. he says it in the movie, like new line was shocked that he, or uh, paramount and then new line were both shocked. He kept asking to come back. Mm. Like no one had ever even asked. They assumed <laughs> they would hire someone new after part. Did seven. anyone else right. ever play the character twice? No, no. Right. Derek Mears was supposed to, with the last one that was canceled. Right. But it, to me, sounds like when that movie comes back, I don't know who's going to play it. Uh, Derek's right. and their contract, all those contracts expired. Right. And obviously oh. there's a whole rights thing yeah. that I can't I talk out. about because I wanted to go under the radar with this documentary, but, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, um, the doc is truly compelling and it's, to watch. yeah. And Same. it's, and thanks um, for the copy. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. And thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yes. You. You. Before we go, I think it's important that we, I mean, the question is basically nearly rhetorical, but does Jason goes to hell, get a pride float? No, no, no. All right, moving on. Derek, what do you think? I don't think think so. Brennan? Brennan. The defense calls Brennan Klein to the stand. Uh (laughs) I wish we had, like, the people's court theme. (laughs) 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 Judge Judy. (laughs) Look, behind the scenes issues aside, I was not aware of any of this. Whatever. Just looking at the movie as a movie. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't get a pride float. But I think it's a fun movie. It's gory as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that part where the dude melts after the turd worm leaves him and his jaw falls to the floor. Yep. Let me yeah. tell you what, my jaw was hitting the floor too, Mark. Ah. Um, I think <laughs> I love the weird gender bending straight couple that they have between Leslie Jordan and Rusty Schwimmer, the people who own the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Which she is the butchest woman alive and he's Leslie Jordan from yep. the Eating Out franchise. Will <laughs> and Grace. Yeah, and he's so good. And um, American Horror Story, Kevin. I, I loved him in the, he played a great uh, pastor in Raising Hope. I remember him yeah. on that show too as like this ridiculous over-the-top pastor who is the straightest man alive, as they called him on the show. Uh, um, also, um, it, it, there is that genre-savvy stuff. Like, they're using trope to draw him out. Like, I think that kind of stuff, you're right, that was an influence and a precursor on later films. Like, you know... Scream behind the mask. I would say the final girls was heavily influenced by this film. (laughs) Uh, You got me. me. Absolutely. To be fair, Friday the 13th. Finally, it just feels like a relief to finally be called out for it. I can finally 13th um, part six is the first film. And it it did some of the stuff Jason goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm No, I know. I was, that was, 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 that was a long, literally. (laughs) Um, But also there's a really cool central mystery to it, which is, is the character of Steven a nerd or a bad boy? (laughs) Because I cannot tell. You can't be both. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) He got a letterman jacket and glasses. That's cool. (laughs) 
I'm just saying. It's like they took the entire cast of The Breakfast Club and Frankenstein them into a single character. Wow. I can see that. What is it about this movie that inspires such wild theories? Right. Like, why can't a movie ever just be what it is? It's trash. Like, Brennan, I love you, but there's a part of me that just wants to be like, no, honey, it's just bad. (laughs) But, and yet, you know, like, I... I you know I get it if people don't yuck someone's yum exactly you yeah. know you get joy out of a movie shit you know get your get your joy okay. different people shower different people shower differently <laughs> as we learned as we learned on our very first day speaking of showering have you oh. you saw the shower scene in this one though you talked a tiny bit about it though but I'd be so ticked off if that was my shower I don't know if you guys noticed that <laughs> what happened in the shower I the water pressure of the shower. <laughs> Like it's the weirdest thing to complain about, but it was totally a movie shower because the the water pressure it was like they hooked it up to like a garden hose that yeah. was like blocked because it was like the water was just like and yeah, she was like doing like a full scrubbing yeah. like she was getting herself clean. There's no way she so got like clean a with sheer that. shower curtain exactly a sheer shower curtain water everywhere water drops water just all dripping over the floor like mm-hmm. not a real shower yeah. The, shower we're talking about like the, the lady who called them her knockers, right? Yeah, <laughs> that shower. Oh, that shower. Not the shower. I was right. not the looking at the shower special, pressure. Special okay. agent knockers. Special <laughs> agent <laughs> knockers. How silly. Anyway, the defense <laughs> rests. Uh, well, I don't know. I think um, it gets community service. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get a float. They it gets community service. <laughs> you yeah. have to pick up the chunks of Jason off the Crystal Lake. Floor. Yeah. Sentence to work the youth center holiday party. There you go. Which is actually a gift. It is. Yeah. yeah. I've been to that party three times. Yes. It is. Oh my God, Michael, did we see each other? I bet we did because it? Brian did. Brian did the basically twice. He did um, through Warner Brothers. Yeah. Out group. He did. A lot of the stuff for that party. I'm two sure, years I in saw a while. both of you. I bet I did. I'm gonna look at my pictures. Um, not only is it super fun, it's like it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. These ki- those kids are amazing. Yes. Like, and this the creativity that they have when they're doing like karaoke mm-hmm. or the talent show. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm telling you. Volunteer Want a good time? Volunteer, volunteer for the, the LGBT, youth center on Highlands. Yes, in Los Angeles. Yes. Holiday party. Boom. Mm-hmm. They have. Several different chefs. You could do, I think, like as little as two hours. Think about it this uh, holiday or anytime. Eleven months. And you know what? Yes. If you have questions about it, you can find us on social media yes. and ask us. Feel free we'll to reach out. You. I have a lot of info. I've done a lot of um, clothing drives for them. I've done um, several fundraisers where we raise toiletry products, mm. um, socks. During this time of year, are super, mm. super, super great for them to have new underwear. Yeah. Um, so feel free to reach out to me. I have a ton of info I can gladly share with well, you. Well, where can people find you on social media? People can find me at Michael Ken Ken on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm Michael, by the way. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Black Cupcake. I'm Mark. You can find me on Instagram at Senior Teen. I'm Derek. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Derek D. Herbert. My company is at Masterfully Macabre on both. And you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, And you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands. Yay. And that's all the time we have this week, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever shaved anybody? Huh. Yes. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.